A ton of shots. Matt Boldy finishing the game as the one C, but unfortunately another loss for the Minnesota Wilds. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild fall by a score of 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche, and we are breaking down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, we saw a ton of shots for the Wild tonight. Uh, the offense able to sustain, to take advantage of a tired Avalanche team, but at the end of the day, not enough goals and a couple of big mistakes that lead to the Avalanche being able to come away with both points and to vault ahead of the Wild in the standings. Might be the most frustrating night that the Wild have had in many, many years, not just this year, many, many years. Uh, The effort was maybe their best of the season. Uh, You mentioned it, Colorado banged up, second of a back-to-back, so you expect the Wild to come out and and take charge, and they did. A couple of breakdowns, as you mentioned, Marc-Andre Fleury, who was terrific in the third period, was not terrific in the first two periods. Let's not even dance around the, the subject there. That's a fact. And and you know what? I love the guy. He's a Hall of Famer. And you couldn't find a better teammate or or guy to work with. But uh, a couple of those goals, he's got to make the save. Bottom line, this is the NHL. And uh, so it's frustrating. And, and now where do the Wild go from here? Do they feel sorry for themselves? And does it carry over? Or do they get pissed off and come back and play the same way on Friday night against Dallas, a team that's got the better of them the last two times they've skated, the top team in the division. And uh, it feels like a make or break point in the season to me, Seth. Yeah, I I think you're right on with that. And not to beleaguer the point, but I do just want to to go back to the goals because the broadcast pointed it out. In just these little things that you just – didn't really bat an eye at last year, but you have Alex Goligoski who trails the uh, the forward for the Avalanche that is closest to the boards, which leaves an opportunity to get to the net for Colorado. And then on that second one, a shot from way out that may have been screened by John Merrill, may not have been. At, at the end of the day, it's all stuff that just didn't matter last year that now – is just coming at absolute backbreaker times for this team. When you're not scoring goals, you have to play near perfect hockey and those mistakes get magnified. And it's 11 straight games where the wild haven't been able to eclipse uh, three goals. And it's just a time right now where you just can't have those breakdowns. And even the McKinnon goal, uh, they were way too loose through the neutral zone. And that's the one guy you can't give space to. And, Sure, the puck went between the goaltender's legs, but I can tell you from playing that position, if you've got a guy of the skill of McKinnon bearing down on you, you have to pivot back and respect the fact that he could do about 18 different things when he gets close to the blue paint. So, yeah, it's it's a situation right now where you don't know when those pucks are going to start to go in. If you play like this, if you, if you play with the effort I saw tonight, the physicality, the forecheck with speed, the rotation with the defenseman pinching at the right time, that third four checker covering. Minnesota did so many things well tonight. If you can start to use this as your template, maybe you can stem the tide. But the problem you're going to run into here, Seth, is you're losing points against the teams that you're fighting with for position. And tonight was an absolute killer with Colorado in that vulnerable situation 
at on home ice, rested, ready to go. Um, you, you know what? You look at this loss. You look at the loss at Arizona right out of the break. You look at the two losses to San Jose. You know, there are eight points sitting right there. Let's say you get six of those eight, which is fairly realistic, and you're in a completely different position right now, and you're not on the grind. Yeah. Um, we saw some line changes during the game that we'll talk about in a little bit, but you mentioned all the good things that the offense did with establishing getting shots on the net. Um, again, I'm going to point out that line with Jewel Erickson, Matt Boldy, and Brandon Duhame. I thought those guys, it seemed like every time down on offense, they were the ones grinding it up and getting shots on net. And we may not see that line, depending on what happens with the Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Matt Zuccarello combination that we saw late in the game. But it seems at the very least that Brandon Duhame and Jewel Erickson work well together. And so maybe that's something that this wild team can build around as a line, a piece of a line combination going forward. Yeah, they're, they're different players, but they are similar in that they both play with so much grit. And Duhame had a he had an extra jump tonight. I mean, he was flying around that ice, and that's when he's most effective, throwing that body around, getting in on the forecheck, you know, making plays down low behind the goal line. And, you know, with Jewel Eric's neck on the ice, you always know you're going to have a net front presence. You're going to have a guy that's really forcing the defense to cave to the middle of the rink. And so they've got something there. I think the Boldy situation being bumped up to – that top line with Kaprizov and Zuccarello was more because of the desperation that they were playing with to try to chase that hockey game down after getting behind three to one. But uh, you're right. I, I like that combination a lot. And I think you've got to at least give them a chance to here on the homestand to, to keep, to build that chemistry is Kaprizov and Zuccarello. I think with Hartman will be just fine. Uh, just an indication of how the season has been going. Jordan Greenway had, what I call the tap and birdie in front. And as somebody who plays a lot of golf and has missed a lot of birdie putts in my life, it's just, it's so indicative of how this season has gone, had half the net open and it just was a bouncing puck that he wasn't able to corral. And looking back at it, a one goal loss, that's one the wild that absolutely needed and just couldn't get. Yeah. It's a, it's a microcosm of not only the wild season, but Jordan Greenway's season. Um, and, 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 I know Jordan very, very well. Spend some time with him every summer. He comes out to Canterbury and hangs with us in the press box. And I know how much he cares. I know how hard he's trying right now. And I know how frustrated he has been really now for a couple months with the way this season has progressed. And I think, you know, young players go through stretches where the confidence seems to leave them. And I think that's where he's at right now. He certainly has his heart in the right place. He's doing some really good things like Ed Olchuk talked about it on the broadcast tonight on TNT about some of the great decisions he was making using his size. That position he gained on that play was textbook what you want as a power forward in this league. But boy, when you get the chance, he'd sure like to cash it in. And it just kind of magnifies probably the, the frustration that he's feeling right now. Uh, we've got Dallas coming up on Friday. And so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that and any changes that this wild team needs to make between now and then, as we continue tonight's locked on wild postcast wild fall three to two to the Colorado avalanche. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor, which tonight is the exclusive sports book partner of locked on. That is FanDuel America's number one sports book. And it is a great time to head to FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
You can bet on everything from the money line to the top point scorers, everything in between. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On. Continuing tonight's Locked On Wild postcast as the Wild fall 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, one of the other lineup surprises for today was Kalen Addison getting scratched, and uh, both Kalen and uh, Dean Evason talked about it. Coming down to needing to see a little bit better defensively from Addison, do we see him back in the lineup against the Stars, do you think, uh, based off of what we saw with Alex Goligoski in the lineup? Do you think we roll with the same same guys, or does Addison find his way back in? Yeah, I, that's a tough call, Seth. I, I think um, they're really hoping that they can, you know, help you know this kid grow as a hockey player. And, and I think it's wonderful what he's brought to the power play. I think that's where he's at his very best. But if you're going to be – a long-term contributor on an NHL roster. You have to be more than a power play specialist. There just isn't room uh, to roster that type of player. And they have been disappointed with some of the decisions he's made uh, five on five, specifically in the defensive zone. And so this is a part of the process, building your franchise and growing players within that franchise. And there's been a couple of messages this year from Dean Evison. There's been conversations before and after these situations. They're not just rolling dice. They're not just throwing darts. It's, these are big decisions at big moments in the season. And Dean Evans and that coaching staff do not take it lightly. And they have hours of conversation to figure this out. So it would not surprise me if he is back in that lineup, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think the only thing I can say with some level of confidence right now is, is Philip Gustafson will be back in net. And that is not a shot at Marc-Andre Fleury. I respect the hell out of him. And for the most part this season, he's been really, really good. I think the goaltending is – far from the issue with this hockey club, but Gustafson's been near unbeatable and he comes off a really solid game where the wild got a point the other night. Uh, and, and right now you just don't have room to have players work through things. And Fleury, although he rallied in the third is still working through some things right now where Gustafson's on top of his game. So that would be the one change I think you can count on. Yeah. And, and with Gustafson, I think it just comes down to, and again, this is not going. This is not meant to sound like a knock on Flurry. Just his calm demeanor in the net, and Flurry is always a guy that plays kind of a more demonstrative style of goaltending. But I think Gustafson just being more of a calming presence and being able to just weather whatever is going on in front of him is just another reason that he has been more of a consistent presence in net this year than Flurry has. And I also believe, too, with the way the season has progressed and this homestand has kind of played out for the Minnesota Wild, anything you can do to calm things down a little bit right now, probably a good thing because these guys are feeling it. And, you know, tonight they channeled that desperation into great, great play. Like they honestly, for for 60 minutes, they played with their hair on fire. Um, you know, you, you look at where they are right now in the stands and, and they have played like this for a longer stretch of hockey. Had they played like this in Arizona when they came out of the break, uh, they might be in a different position. This is the lot in life that you're given right now, and no one's going to feel sorry for you. The Dallas Stars are going to come in here, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get their absolute best. They're fighting for home ice. 
they've got a chance to be the one seed and they're going to come out here and try to, to get a lead in the wild and frustrate the hell out of them. Minnesota has got to be ready to duplicate what they did tonight. And I think you channel that frustration the right way. You can still salvage the homestand, but when you're one, two and one on a seven game homestand, uh, you don't have room for any more losses. You have to find a way to win the next three. And you can't even think about that. You've got to think about one thing and that's trying to get a win on Friday night. And I think you can win or lose that game in the first 10 minutes. I really believe that might be as important a 10 minute stretch as you'll see in this season for the Minnesota wild. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. Right. Um, no Marcus Foligno against the Avs probably could have used him uh, for sure in that game, but uh, it sounds like he has avoided long-term injury issues in his day-to-day at this point. Uh, is it more likely, do you think, that we see him return next week, or is there a chance we see him return to the lineup on Friday? I think right now it's it's probably on the doubtful side we see him at least Friday. I wouldn't count Sunday out just yet. The Wild are going to be given an update tomorrow to, to mend up and get ready, and they're going to come back with a morning skate on, on uh, Friday, get ready for that game. We'll learn something at morning skate. And then obviously we have a practice Saturday. That might be a, a, a good spot to test things out if, if he doesn't go on Friday. But it does look like they've dodged a, a bullet, kind of like with the Brodine injury last week where it, they didn't know and it looked like it might be more serious. And then all of a sudden they got that good news and brodine has been unbelievable since he's returned. They miss Marcus Foligno. And I know on the ice, the the production hasn't been there like it was last year, but the penalty kill. And then of course the the bench and and the locker room right now, when you're going through a tough time, that's the kind of personality and player that you want around. And and so certainly the quicker they can get him back, the better they're going to be. Final one for you, Kevin, uh, before we uh, sign off, just this season has been a grind up and down. There've been the ebbs, there've been the flows, And it just, you wonder if this team that seems like they really thrive when the vibes are good, you wonder if a win or two can get them back to where they're having fun out there on the ice and uh, to where we as as fans and those that cover the team are, are excited to see them go out there on the ice every night. Not to say we're not right now, but it's just, it seems like one of those situations where the vibes have been uh, sucked out of the building uh, as for how things have gone the last few games. You make an absolutely great point, Seth. It just feels heavy around this hockey team, and it's not just the team. You know, I walk the building every night. You know, the fans are feeling it too. These are knowledgeable, hockey-loving fans, and they know. And I think they bottomed out tonight when they actually and, – and Flowers beloved by this hockey community, but, you know – within the frustration of that game, they gave him the Bronx cheer when he stopped the puck late in the second period. And I felt bad. I felt bad for Fleury. I felt bad for the fans because they're frustrated. It's just a heavy feeling right now. And and the wild to your point are a fun loving bunch. And I can tell you from being around this team at the hotel on the airplane, on the team bus, they love spending time with each other. They love to have fun together. Lately. It hasn't been a lot of fun. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're a wild fan and, and you're frustrated, trust me when I say this, Take your frustration and times it by about 100. That's what the coaches and, and players are feeling right now, and they're trying their ass off. I can tell you that right now. I got a ton of respect for the way they carry themselves and how they go out there every single day and try to get better. It just right now isn't working, and uh, they've got three more games on this homestand, starting with a huge game Friday night to try to figure things out. But I wouldn't give up on them just yet because of the character in that room, because they have always been a group at the core when I think of Spurgeon and Brodeen and Eck and Felino and some of these guys, they've always been at their best 
when they're counted out or, or their backs are up against the wall. They're a team that never goes away. So I think they'll battle back, and I still think they can salvage this homestand. But, boy, you know, it, it sure feels like it's come to a break point after the effort they put out there tonight with zero points in a game where they probably played as well as they've played in the calendar year. Yeah, it's it just comes down to the next game, and it's fight like your life depends on it on Friday against the uh, Dallas Stars. Kevin, thank you for the time. As always, uh, unfortunately, the Wild come up short here tonight, but we'll see if they can get back in the win column on Friday against Dallas. That will do it for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Listeners, make sure to keep an eye out for full episodes here throughout the week, as well as pre- and post-game content. We are keeping you as up-to-date as we can on everything going on with the Minnesota Wild throughout the season. You can find all of Locked on Wild's content by subscribing on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube. And make sure to catch our new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.